The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look, in sports, it's hard to predict who's going to take the W, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period. I'm telling you, this one It's a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cash back debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. When we go out and believe in each other, I mean, anything is possible. I know it's cliche, but anything is possible. No offense to anybody at all. Produce an unbelievable 10 Big Ten champ. We, we outplayed them for 40 minutes. We're a better team for 40 minutes that tonight. Styles make fight. Our style, our style was tremendous. We played how we did what we had to do. We do how we played how we had to play. 4 and 22 to 1. We're right there to go to Sweet 16. That, that's not one of the most amazing things I've seen in my life or anybody else seen. I, I, you know, that's crazy. And so, yeah, I, I, there's every, every part of this I'll remember for forever. <laughs> These are uh, tears of joy, man. What motivated you this time, Drew? <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, before they announced our starting lineup at home, I was like, in seven straight Sweet 16s, I'm like, we could not be the team that just won up. I told them two things. You get me there, I want a cab ride, and one of them baked slices of pizza. So that's what Tyson owes me. He can pay for it with his NIL money. We're bringing boxing gloves to the next to New York. And you, my man, I got cab ride, big pizza. pizza. You're in a line. You're in. You're paying for that whole I might buy a whole pizza. Are you a player that plays in a moment like this with something to prove about yourself? Yeah, a lot. I've been, I've been trying to prove this they want. Oh. That's all right. It's all right. It happens to all of us. How is this team moving on to the Sweet 16? Crazy faith. Crazy faith. See what they call crazy one day, they'll call faith another. We call it crazy faith. That's why we all here. This goes to you, because we're going to have our milkshakes back at the hotel. I want you, on national TV, I want you to take a sip. You don't have to tell me twice, Coach. Oh, yeah. It tastes like victory. That's victory, baby. Thank you. Thanks, guys. This is awesome. Gary Parrish, welcome back to the CBS Sports Island College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel finding dodo birds and leaky black. The Island College Basketball Podcast is presented by Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, smash the like button like you're Brandon Davies. You, you have consent. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the CBS Sports College Basketball YouTube channel, knock that out while you're here. Okay. Let's get into it. Today is uh, Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. That means in two days, the Sweet 16 will get underway. Four games on Thursday, four more games on Friday, eight games featuring 16 teams from 11 different conferences. Let's stop here for a second, mm-hmm. Deadleg. Do you, like me, love that the Sweet 16 has schools from 11 different conferences? We've got a lot of variety here. It's not. Yeah, no, I love it. Uh, it's the first time since 2010 we've had that many conferences represented. And if you really look across it, you've got teams from across. Uh, you've got a good scattering of the of, of the country's landscape. You've got San Diego. You've got 
Princeton, New Jersey. You've got Alabama. You've got the middle of the country with with Creighton. You really kind of go across. You got, you know, you got big city, UCLA, L.A. represented. Um, you know, you've got uh, Austin, Texas represented. If you really look throughout the bracket, the Northeast is covered with, with UConn. Um, so we have a lot of leagues and a lot of teams. Somewhat ironically, I will uh, credit John Gassaway. He does this every single year. He he updates uh, on his Twitter feed the average seating of the Sweet 16. And this one is this one is an average year. If you take all 16 teams, divide them up, the average seed in this year's Sweet 16 is 4.6. That's just about what we have on average dating back to the field expanding from 64 teams to 64 teams back in 85. Uh, the craziest year was 2021, which was the bubble tournament. So perhaps that tracks... Uh, but just uh, but just four years ago was was among the chalkiest. So that was at three point one. So we've got good spread. But you might think that 11 leagues might lead us to um, maybe higher than normal average seating. That's actually not the case. But this is this is great. Now, the, the trade off for that is, you know, there's only one Big Ten team remaining MSU. There's only one ACC team remaining uh, in Miami. But you get CUSA, you know, going this far for the first time since Memphis was in the league, you get, you get the Ivy involved here. And so you have your big leagues, but um, the mountain West finally breaks through. I, I do enjoy that. We have such variety. And I think that's one of the major features and bonuses to this tournament. Princeton brings up the presence of Princeton brings up our uh, standardized test score. I'm assuming, but it really messes up our sweet 16 seed average. <laughs> so it true. cuts both ways, you know? That's true. Yes, indeed. Indeed. It cuts yes. both ways. All right. Here's a question for you. I okay. can only give you one conference right now. You can take one conference oh, to win the man. national championship. Now, obviously, you've got three options in the SEC, yes. three options in the Big East, two options in the Big 12, and then everybody else is a is a, just a one uh, just has yeah. you know, one representative. So what 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 league would you take? Uh, that's a good question because we both have Houston winning it all. We had that on the night of the bracket coming out. And we haven't shifted off of that. So on one hand, you'd say that. But if you got your if you got your chances here, I mean, UConn can win the national championship. I have Creighton going to the final four and I had Xavier making the lead eight at the start. So I'm not shifting off of those. Um, Alabama's playing as well as anyone in the tournament. Obviously, um, Tennessee now has a BRAC, a region where, you know, it's it, it, to me, it, the East feels like throw all four in a hat, pull it out, and that's what it is at this point. Um, so that's a good uh, – I, I think hmm. – <laughs> I guess I'd go – I guess I'd go SEC, I guess, narrowly. Narrowly over the American just because I have Houston. What about you? I think I would take SEC because you get Alabama, which is technically the betting favorite now to win the yeah. NCAA tournament. And then you get a Tennessee team that is technically the betting favorite to win the East Regional. And then you would also have Arkansas as an option. Um, the yeah. you know If you go Big East, you do get three top 15 Kimpom teams in UConn, Creighton, and Xavier. Uh, the SEC is three in the top 19 in Alabama, Tennessee, and Arkansas. Um, so, yeah, I think I go SEC, but it's a it's it, it's reasonable to look at at the Big East as well. And then if you just fundamentally believe in Houston, then you could maybe put all your eggs in that basket. But I, I'll take the SEC. I think the, if you told me I had to take, a, you know, a significant amount of money and bet it on one conference to win the national championship, give me the Southeastern Conference. It just means more. That well, in many ways, I suppose. Sometimes, uh, you know, you could argue in some cases means a little too much. There you have it. Um, this is the first four. Excuse me. This is the four sweet sixteen since seventy five that doesn't have Kansas, Duke, Kentucky, or Carolina. Only only four times have we gotten this far without at least one of those. Um, the only previous national champs in the field: Michigan State, Arkansas, UConn, UCLA. So Parrish and I both agree that we are uh, quite likely to get a first-time national champion. You know, UCLA can win it. UConn can win it. Uh, Arkansas and Michigan State are much longer shots, but it feels like we are headed toward a first-time national champion. Um, and with that in mind, there are six coaches that are going to be coaching in their first-ever regional semi this weekend. Uh, Mitch Henderson, Rodney Terry, Dusty May, Dan Hurley, Brian Dutcher, Jerome Tang are the... Not a, did we lose Norlander? 
I believe we lost him once again. Oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. I can never tell when he freezes if he's freezing or if I'm uh, if or if I'm the one on the I'm outs here. You, you have me. I was freezing. That's this. Uh, this happened on the on the Monday podcast as well. Hmm. Do I think it's a coincidence that Indiana has been knocked out of the tournament in back to back days and I'm having Wi-Fi issues? Do we, I, I think that might be the case. You know, they got they that. got them Cavender girls. They're always up to something, you know? What I was going to say was, can we just not have our Wi-Fi drop in the middle? Goodness. Um, there are the only trivia time. You ready? Mm. Two, so only two of, this, of the eight Elite Eight games feature teams that have met before in the NCAA tournament. What are the two teams? What are the two games that have teams that have faced each other in previous NCAA tournaments? One of them is obviously a layup. UCLA-Gonzaga. Correct. And when of the seven remaining, only one other game has teams that have played before in the NCAA tournament. Which one do you think it is? I'm going to say that it's Arkansas and UConn had to have played at some point, right? Feels like that would have been my guess, too. It is not. You, the, the, the Hogs and Huskies are going to meet for the first time. It actually is Xavier, Texas. They have met before. All the other six matchups are first-time meetings on the big stage. And... Uh, can't wait, man. Can't wait to break these games down. Can't wait to get to Thursday. Although I am I'm good with a little bit of a break, as as are you. But I'm psyched. This is I when I look at this, when I look at the 16, we have the the eight games. There is just I feel it every year, GP. We have a nice variety of matchups, of coaching styles, of storylines. There are plenty of teams still left in this bracket that we can see, obviously, winning two more games and, and winning the national title. You still have the likes of Bama and Houston teams. And you can even say UConn if you want, because it's been a top 10, top five Ken Palm team. There are still teams that are in this tournament that the predictive metrics have said have been elite level teams. And so on a certain level, you still have, you've got your heavy favorites, but you've got your, your surprise stories. And then you've got your Cinderella and Princeton. I wouldn't qualify FAU as a Cinderella. I wouldn't, most would because it's just not there every year, but, but FAU has been a top 25 team for most of the season. And we'll see what, uh, what the Owls can do against the balls at MSG on Thursday. Okay, I want to touch on each of these regionals. And what we're going to do is uh, start with the regionals that have games on, on Thursday. So that's the East and the West, and we'll talk East first. That's where you're going to get seven-seed Michigan State against three-seed Kansas State and nine-seed Florida Atlantic against a four-seed in Tennessee. That's Thursday's doubleheader at Madison Square Garden in Midtown Manhattan. The losers of those games? done the winners will play each other on saturday right now tennessee is the favorite to come out of the east at plus 125 michigan state at plus 300 kansas state at plus 350 florida atlantic at plus 420 i think you and i are in agreement here uh, I, I i know who i'll pick to come out of the east but this is the one where you could tell me any of these teams make it and i would go Okay, sure. That yeah, that makes sense because Tennessee's the favorite. Then there's Tom Izzo, mm-hmm. and then you know, does does Kansas State maybe have the two best players? That's the best in- combo. Yeah, it's got the best one two in the region for sure. And then Florida Atlantic's thirty three and three. It's a thirty three win team. <laughs> yeah. So like any of these teams, I don't know that there is another regional where I can totally reasonably imagine any of the four teams getting out of it, but I can absolutely do that in the East. I I'm, I'm excited to be there on Thursday and watch this. Cause yes, it is. It is a grab bag. I can understand why if you step back and you look that maybe the East uh, maybe might have the least appeal of the four, although for some, it might be, it might be the South, I guess. Um, but I, it's probably the East, but that being said, uh, the East also is the only region that has a coach that's won a national championship is, is the only one in the field left that has a national title to his name. And it's the fifth time that he's no, it's the third time that Izzo's gotten to a sweet 16 as a seven seed. He's reached 15 sweet 16s in his life. Uh, he's the most of any head coach to come out of the big 10 to do so. And the matchup, I'll just kind of home in real quick on, on K state, Michigan state, Michigan state getting here is not a surprise surprise, but if we had said on selection Sunday, only one big 10 team is going to reach the sweet 16 Parrish would have said, obviously, and no one would have really expected it to be Michigan state given where it was in the bracket and the placement of some other big 10 teams. 
Uh, but lo and behold, Izzo and Izzo, and this is a good three-point shooting team. Uh, had a wonderful game plan against Marquette. K-State's a different kind of opponent. And, I mean, Marquise Noel is coming off a fabulous, a fabulous run here. I mean, he had 27 points, nine assists, three steals for K-State against Kentucky. Um, he's had better than 25 points and 20 assists in his first two career NCAA tournament games. That hasn't happened for a player since Jason Kidd. So uh, he's understandably getting a ton of love. I, I'd love the storyline where, he, you know, you got a kid from the Big Apple, goes to the Little Apple, and is now going to return to the Big Apple to play in the Garden in the tournament. That is awesome. And uh, I hope someone's handling his, his ticket situation there because he's going to suddenly have 300 friends he didn't know he had that wants to get tickets to that, that game on Thursday night. And I, I look forward to, uh, to seeing the, the, the Noel uh, crew uh, in the building to back him up. And between him and Keontae Johnson, you know, it's, it, the K-State story was a good story in college basketball this season. Jerome Tang was in the discussion basically since mid-December when we started to take stock at who was making some noise and, all right, who's national coach of the year material? And just early on. And then he, he, he stayed in that conversation the entire season. And now once you get to a, a Sweet 16, you know, the two coaches or two of the, the three or four coaches we talked about most for that were Matt Painter and Shaka Smart, both in this region. They're gone. Jerome Tang is still sticking around. He made a regional semi in his first year, going from 10th place in, in the preseason in the, in the Big 12 to a three seed, and now getting to play on a Thursday night in Midtown Manhattan. It's an, it's an awesome story. This will be a fascinating matchup. Um, K-State obviously rakes as the better team, um, but I... I just wonder how Izzo is going to scheme up for, for Keontae. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's made a living off of shutting down uh, the go-to option on opponents, you know, for opponents and their, and their, their best player. And K-State's going to want to run and get up and down the floor. Michigan State is not that style, and Michigan State will probably dictate those terms. Um, it doesn't turn people over a ton, but it does shoot, it does shoot the three well. And I think that it, it probably is going to bank on that happening again. Tyson Walker has been tremendous as of late, not just this in this tournament, but overall. A.J. Hogard made a couple of really great plays. And Joey Hauser woke up as well. And then they, you know, they have Malik Hall, who just kind of does a little bit of everything. He just steps up and and gets it done. So um, I would expect a, reg- a regression to the mean in a positive manner for MSU. It only went two of sixteen from deep against Marquette. I don't think that's going to repeat itself against Kansas State. Uh, I will go with Kansas State narrowly in the game. Narrowly, I think that has a really, really good chance at being a, a very close game. Uh, I'll take them narrowly, but uh, but MSU making an Elite Eight is going to shock not one single human being on this planet if it happens. Well, you mentioned Kansas State rates better, which is true. Kansas State's 21st at Ken Palm. Michigan State's 25th. Regardless, Michigan State is a two-point favorite in the game. So the books have flipped this for Tom Izzo, which is notable. Um, Izzo, by the way, is 10-4 and four all-time in Sweet 16 games. And he's won each of his last four Sweet 16 games. So, listen, I'm picking Kansas State to win the game as well and advance to the Elite Eight. I had Kansas State in the Elite Eight in my original bracket on Selection Sunday, but the Tom Izzo factor is a is a is a real thing. Jerome Tang said after Kansas State beat Kentucky. You know, those those old Kentucky players are not, you know, they can't help you. You know, Anthony Davis, he didn't say this, but what he was saying, Anthony Davis and Carl Anthony Towns, you know, they're not walking through that door. They can't impact this basketball game. But but Tom Izzo, even though he's not on the court, can impact that basketball game. And it does appear that the betting markets have um, moved the number off of what it no- ordinarily would be, um, at least in some, you know, in some ways, um, because of the presence of Tom Izzo uh, on, on this stage. I, I love this game. You know, Marquise Noel from Harlem, Tyson Walker on the other side, went to Christ the King in, in Queens. So you got two little New York City guards going at it in the Sweet 16 uh, in Madison Square Garden. So so that's awesome. And then in the other game, um, you know, Rick Barnes, three and four, all time in Sweet 16 games. UT, UT is uh, – Minus four, according to Ken Palm, but the line is Tennessee minus five point five. So that's something to, to worth paying attention to. Florida Atlantic is now up to twenty second at Ken Palm, 
Hmm. And if you remember, we talked a lot throughout the season about Tennessee's inconsistent resume. The one thing Tennessee has been good at is against other good teams. You know, Tennessee is six and one against top 25 Kimpom teams this season, six and one. Um, now they got nine losses to sub 25 Kimpom teams, but they're six and one against top 25 Kimpom teams. So, um, it, it, you know, it, it gives me a little hesitation that the Kimpom number is Tennessee minus four and the, in the, in the, the, uh, the point spreads actually more than that. But I, I, I think Florida. I, I'm going to take Florida Atlantic. I think Florida Atlantic wins the game. So I'll mm-hmm. obviously, you know, I would. They just did them in. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's but over for them. It's well, we both. The, we are doing Final Four and one, and so uh, this is this is one of them. Game one. Game <laughs> one is, of the, the way we're going to do the Final Four and one today is um, I'm going to pick one game from each regional. We'll do it as we go through the regionals, and then Deadleg will have his and one at the end. Oh, by the way. You've been, been mounted to- and surmounted. That's been, the by the way. Okay. Have I, have I been surmounted? Yeah. Nada. Can we get an update? Have I been surmounted? Yeah. You, it, well, I wouldn't even call it mounted what happened to you. Um, Norlander's up three games. Oh, you went, like that. You, you kind of went 0 and 5 over last week. <laughs> what? <laughs> How did I do that? Just you being you. You, you took Drake. That's why. Yeah, uh, yeah. Problem. That, yeah. That was a problem. It all went it all went wrong with with, with with Drake. So Yeah. Yeah. Well that's unfortunate. It is. That's it a is. little that's a little deflating. I was wrong. Yep. That's right. That's quite the turn of events. That's true. That's true. By the way, hmm. going region by region, this is smart by you because you know what that means. I can't Not do the- this. I can't do that for 30 minutes, so we're not done. <laughs> Game one. I'm a little deflated now. You've been surmounted is what you've been. I was under the impression I had been surmounted. I did not know I had been surmounted so dramatically. <laughs> That's yes. a tough thing to deal with on a Tuesday morning. It is. It is. Game one, Florida Atlantic, Tennessee. Vols minus five and a half. I've already let it known. I'm taking Florida Atlantic plus the five and a half. Congrats to Tennessee. It's over for them. I'm because I'm, I'm also taking Florida Atlantic plus the five and a half, and I'm taking Florida Atlantic straight up, straight up. FA is going to win. I got Florida Atlantic straight up too. <laughs> this is they they're going to lose by twenty two points. It's over for them. It's over, Dusty. Hootie, I'm, ha- I'm happy for you. Hootie hoo. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. You had a wonderful season. But I'm afraid you have no chance of winning this next no. game because we both picked you to win it. It's over. It is. This is the first Conference USA team has mentioned before to make the second weekend since the Memphis Tigers in 2009. Uh, credit to Chris Falica, the bear. He put this out on Twitter, though. Four seeds are 6-10. and ten. Facing teams seated eighth or ninth in the Sweet 16 since 2000, they're they're two and seven against the spread when facing them. So six and ten overall four seeds are versus eight or nines. Keep that in mind. Janelle Davis, by the way, has been a dude for the Owls. Man, 29 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, five steals uh, in FAU's win over FDU. The first player to ever do that in a tournament. Um, F- FDU couldn't uh, sustain itself over down the stretch. FAU pulled away, and it was basically because of Davis. Davis single-handedly outscored the Knights over the final like uh, eight plus minutes of that game. Listen, the reason I, in all seriousness, the reason why I'm taking Florida Atlantic in this one is 33 wins. It's got experience up and down the roster. There is no team that is in this tournament that is more experienced playing with each other and has a deeper bench. And I actually think that does matter with the way that Dusty May and this team plays. Um, they get out and guard you beyond the three-point line and on the interior. They are they are reliable in that regard. Now, to, to get here, FAU needed a break from the officials because Memphis probably should have had that timeout. They called a jump ball. The arrow went to the Owls, so they got that near the end of the game. And then they were able to rally late, but they didn't shoot well for the majority of that game against FDU. 16 seed maybe got a little bit tight. Now they're here. They have been... FAU has been... 
abnormally subpar shooting the ball, uh, basically since it got to postseason play. It played well against UAB, but first couple of CUSA tournament games and then against Memphis and FDU, it just hasn't been shooting well. Tennessee is not the team to break that trend against, normally speaking, but maybe maybe the hoop gets a little bit bigger there. Uh, the Vols are, are coming off it's such an extremely impressive defensive performance. They jumped UCLA. They're now the number one per possession defense again in college basketball, according to Ken Palm. So it's 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 going to be difficult. Teams are only shooting 26.4% from three-point range against Tennessee. That has been something that has been existed since the start of the season. Uh, on average, FAU shoots 36.7. If you're the if you're the Owls, you're hoping you play well and you're above 30 percent, and uh, you, t- you you take the hockey shifts and hopefully uh hopefully you show out. It'll be interesting, but I'll I'll take FAU to win straight up, which means I've got I've got Owls versus Wildcats in the Elite Eight. To the West Regional, it's where we got eight seed Arkansas, four seed UConn, and then three seed Gonzaga against the two-seed UCLA. That's Thursday's doubleheader. It's out at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Losers are done. Winners play Saturday. UConn, UCLA are actually the co-favorites to come out of the West at plus 210. Gonzaga's plus 225. Arkansas, plus 550. What interests you about the West Regional? Pretty much everything. Uh, This is the best two-pack on the board uh, as far as I'm concerned. I think many people, if you're not invested in any of the specifically the other teams playing, uh, you might agree. You might even agree regardless of that. Um, it, it is incredible that Gonzaga's made an eight straight Sweet 16. That's now the third longest streak in the history of the sport since the, since the bracket expanded anyway. Um, only Carolina and Duke did better. Carolina went 13 years in a row, 81 to 93. Duke went 98 to 06. And now Gonzaga's done it eight straight years. Timmy, by the way, Drew, Tim, love to see it. You know, we talked to him obviously recently on the pod because I did the the big feature on him and Gonzaga. You know, had the standalone stuff with the WCC title run. Um, he's now had, and this graphic was flashed on the screen, so if you were watching, you you would have seen it on Sunday. But he's now in this company. He's had twenty or more points in nine tournament games, one more, and he's going to have the record. He's going to have the most twenty point. If he gets twenty, even if Gonzaga loses, he gets twenty against UCLA. He has the record right now. Rip Hamilton, Corliss Williamson, Glenn Rice, Danny Manning, Elvin Hayes, and Bill Bradley. Come on, man. That's incredible company. So, uh, and, and I love the F-bomb to Andy Katz over the, over the air. I thought that was, I thought that was all too appropriate for, for Drew Timmy. Um, Gonzaga's, you know, it, it is looking like the team that people thought it should look like when they picked it to reach the regional final here or make the final four. And it's going to go up against the UCLA squad that... Uh, I think has has comported itself pretty pretty damn well. This is the team that's third overall in Ken Palm, second in defense, and it got a good game from Northwestern. It did, but Jaime Hawkes was awesome again, you know. And I thought Amari Bailey played pretty well. Uh, Singleton went down. He's ex- I guess he's expected to play. I mean, I will. I I don't know if we have that one hundred percent confirmed at this point, but um, you know, after after the game, uh, Cronin and and Singleton basically shrugged it off, uh, which is great to see. I hope he's on the floor. I want to get the best game possible. And this game will land on the 17 year anniversary uh, to the day to the day. I think, right. I've, I've heard a few people say that. So I'm taking it for the word. I don't actually, you know, what, GP, I'll check this in real time right now here. Um, who do you like in, uh, in Gonzaga versus UCLA? Cause this is the best. Uh, this is the best of the regional semis, all eight games. That's my favorite game um, of the sweet 16. I will take Gonzaga to, to win the game. Obviously, there's history between these two programs. Just two years ago is when you had Jalen Suggs at the buzzer in OT in the Final Four, bubble Final Four, banked it in. Bill Raftery with the call. He said, quote, there are onions, Jim, and then there are major onions with a kiss. Yeah. And, of course, the game you're referencing is the 2006 game um, where the Zags were up 71-62 with 314 left. And then UCLA scored the final 11 points to win the game 73-71. I went back and watched the end of this last night. Oh gosh. Oh, it's just it's hard to watch. It is like, the 17 year to the by the to the day 17 years when they play this game it will be, yeah. So they're up 71-62 with 314 left and UCLA closes on an 11-0 run, wins the game 73-71. You know, everybody remembers picture the the visual of adam morrison sitting on the court crying he started crying before the game was over 
Correct. Like, yeah. it, like, like the game is still like up for grabs, and he's already in tears after his team had collapsed the way they had collapsed. I got it. It's trivia time. Uh, okay. By the way, as you say this, that that is a choke. Gonzaga choked that game. I, you know, 17 years removed. It, it takes two to, to tango on this kind of stuff. It's one of the most. I, whatever. Go ahead with the trivia. I just well, I no, still, it, 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 they lost the game, man. Well, no, well, like let's doing it. It, 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 that's a lot like 2008 Memphis, Kansas, you know, where the, the Tigers were up nine with less than two to play. And sometimes people will get into these conversations. They'll ask questions like, so did they give it away or did Kansas win it? Did Memphis lose it? Uh, Memphis lost it. Uh, and in this one, Gonzaga lost it. Yeah. Simply put, you can't be up nine points with less than two to play and lose unless you lose it. I don't care how well the other team plays. You have to contribute to it. Yeah. Um, and, and it's the same thing here. If you're up, you're up nine with 314 left, um, there's no way for you to lose unless you contribute to it. You lose it. With the catch. What's the oh, trivia? Man. God. Well, that's the Gonzaga had a decent shot at the buzzer to, to tie it. Who took the shot? Come on. Batista with the catch. <laughs> it was J.P. Batista. He got a pretty good look. He did. He did indeed. Yep. <laughs> Didn't go down though. Yeah. Man, 06. End of Morrison's career. What's going to happen here on Thursday? T-Mobile Arena. Who's winning this game? I got the Zags winning the game. I got the Zags plus two, and I got the Zags advancing. I'm just I'm gonna keep saying this until it until it happens. And if it doesn't, then we'll just forget about it. But like the mm-hmm. Jalen Clark thing has to matter at some point. <laughs> keep saying it. Just keep saying it. And now keep- as we get ready for the UCLA Bruins taking on the Alabama Crimson Tide, the national title game. Let's go to Gary Gary Paris. The Jalen Clark injury has to matter at some point. The Jalen you cannot lose a player as valuable as Jalen Clark so deep into the season without it mattering at some point. I'm just gonna keep saying it. Every UCLA game. Until they lose, and then I'll and then I'll be able to circle back. Then I'll be like, "Listen, I've been telling you the whole time the Jalen Clark thing was going to matter at some point." Now here we are. So I'll take the yeah, I'm going to take the Zags. The other game, Arkansas UConn. I, I didn't pick the game yet. Well, that's what we're going to do in the final four and one. You're getting. Oh. All, I thought the, I thought we were picking it right now. It this matter. is one of the games, is it not? Here's the final four and one. <laughs> so are we picking it right now i don't care look at me does it look like yeah. i care when we pick yeah. this game we're picking we're, we're picking it right now okay what's the line ucla minus two game two game two uh what's the name of this damn place where are they playing this game it's 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 t-mobile arena in las vegas and t-mobile center in Kansas City, I think a double right. double T Mobile situation. We got two T Mobiles in the regionals. We got two T Mobiles situation here. Yeah, I'm taking Gonzaga. Oh gosh, we're dooming we're dooming programs left and right here. Gonzaga to cover, Gonzaga to win. What do you want from me? Got to do it. Drew Timmy show goes on. Gonzaga gets it done. Atones for 2006. Adam Morrison, by the way, will be in the building. He does radio for Gonzaga, so he will be there. Won't be the same building. We'll be the same regional against the same team. Only one coach will be the same. By the way, this is the Short Kings region. Have you noticed that? I mentioned this before, I think, on our Sunday pod, but they continue to move on. Muss, Cronin, Few. Dan Hurley is the tallest of the bunch, and he's like he's like six feet, six one. Who's the shortest of the bunch? I think it's Cronin. <laughs> I do. I think it's Cronin, uh, but it's a tough call. I, you know, an enterprising reporter that's going out to this needs to get those coaches all together and get them in a lineup like usual suspects. Just get them, get them right there, side by side by side. I think Cronin's the shortest. We need Mick to take his shirt off like Muss. Yes. Can we get the? Can we get a? Can we listen? I don't think it'd be hard to convince Hurley to do it if they won. Muss already promised that he's taking the shirt off again if 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 Arkansas wins. Hell, he might take it off if they lose. Um, I think, you know, Fuse got a decent built. Can we just make this the shirtless region? Can we just get a shirtless celebration in both? How about this? How about this? If you had to take uh, take any region 
and you have all four coaches have to go topless. What what package of coaches is the best is best equipped to be topless? I think it's I think it's it's the West. It's not even close, is it? Let's go through it real quick. So you got you got Oates versus Dutcher, and you've got Henderson versus McDermott. Let's move on. Uh, you've got you've got Dusty May. Dusty Good May, dude. He's put together Dusty May. Rick, I, I think Dusty Rick May Barnes. would look fine with his shirt off. Rick I Barnes. Think, I think Rick would look fine with his shirt off. Oh, do you? Okay. Um, I think so. For a man Tom his is, age. Is, oh, how's that show looking? And then you've got Jerome Tang. He's doing well for himself, but yeah. we'll move on. And then you've got the Midwest, Kelvin Sampson versus Jim Larnega. Let's definitely move on. <laughs> and then at the bottom, we're going with uh, Sean, <laughs> Sean Miller and Rodney. T- the answer is the West. In the West, man. If you got to see... If you got if you got to see one one regionals coaches all topless, you definitely want it to be the West. I think that's what we've established. We got we got the chat is saying Musselman five seven, Cronin listed at five eight. I I could believe it might be Mus, but I, don't, I think it might be Cronin. We've we've got to we've got to figure this out. Can someone determine this before? <laughs> Did we really just have that segment? Where else? Where else are you going to get a sweet sixteen breakdown on which regionals coaches would look best topless? Where else uh, are you getting you that? Know what? I, I should be, even though we've already done it, I'm going to tweet this out right now as a, as if we're about to talk about it and just uh, just get. I'm just this is going to be pure pure clickbait. Come watch our podcast. We're going to talk about which set of coaches you'd rather see shirtless in celebration. Go ahead and preview this UConn Arkansas game while I do this. Where you at on Nick Smith? He only played 16 minutes in the round of 32. Our friend Seth Davis had a sweet 16 preview at the Athletic earlier today. He wondered, has Eric Musselman moved on from Nick Smith Jr.? What do you think? Um, has Eric Musselman moved on from Nick Smith Jr.? In what regard? Is he a 16-minute-a-game guy now? I don't think so. I think they're going to need him to play really, really well in this game in order to beat UConn. Cause I just watched UConn have its way with both. Like UConn got a good push in the first half from both Iona and St. Mary's two drastically different teams. And then, you know, Hurley downplayed the halftime adjustments and that's, that's fine, but there were adjustments nonetheless. I mean, it was, it was a combination of, of the, the roster construction of UConn and what Hurley and his staff were able to do. And they, just ran away from both those teams. One by a combined 39 points. Uh, Arkansas will not be able to buck that trend if that were to happen. Like they're going to need Nick Smith to to show up so well. And won't just you know Ricky Council's been very very important. Uh, maybe this is the Anthony Black breakout game. I don't know. But Arkansas getting here uh, to this point and playing a really good game against Kansas, uh, playing an even better game against Illinois. You know, I, as long as you know. They get those guys. Devo Davis coming off of one of the best games of his career. Uh, it's a fascinating matchup. You know, I, I it, it can go either way. Uh, UConn is objectively the better team, but Arkansas, you know, been to two straight Elite Eights. It's actually trying to get to a, an Elite Eight for the third straight year for the first time in program history. Never done that. That's a victory away from from pulling that off. But um, this is my and one. Are we doing this out of order? Or are we circling back on this? How's this working? You're, you're looking at a man who on back-to-back nights has stayed up till 5 a.m. and gotten up at 6 a.m. That's a weird – that's a weird – that's a tough one. And that's my way of saying I don't really care. And one! And one right now. It's UConn minus three and a half. This game will tip at 7.15 Eastern on CBS on Thursday. Who you got? I'm UConn minus three and a half. At some point, the Jalen Clark injury has to matter. It has to matter for Arkansas. You're absolutely right. At and some point, the Jalen Clark injury has to matter for Arkansas. That's correct. At some point, it's going to be a factor for the Hogs. People have been ignoring this for weeks at this point, and uh, I'm done with it. I will also take Connecticut to win Adama Sanogo, first player since Blake Griffin in 2009, to average better than 25 and 10 and shoot 70% or better from the field through two tournament games. He's been awesome, but it hasn't just been him. UConn has been able to get plenty out of Tristan Newton. Jordan Hawkins took a minute to wake up against St. Mary's, but wake up he did. Um, and when Sonogo goes out, and then they put Klingon in, and just there's no other team in the country that has that. You know, the guy that that would be a starting big on almost any other team in the country 
is is coming off the bench, and UConn can competently go nine deep. I just uh, the roster is very good. Uh, this is the first Sweet Sixteen for Hurley. I get that, uh, but I will take I will take the Huskies. There's a reason why they are in the top five uh, for shortest odds to win the national title. So I got them winning and, and covering. We're going to get to the South Regional next, but first a word from our partners. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So we've talked through the East and West regionals. Now we're going to move to the South, which is uh, five-seat San Diego State against the one-seat Alabama, 15-seat Princeton against the six-seat. That's Creighton. It's Friday's doubleheader. It's at the Yum Center in Louisville. Losers are done. Winners play Sunday. Um, Alabama's the favorite to come out of the South at minus 140, so a pretty heavy favorite there. Creighton at plus 200, San Diego State plus 575, Princeton plus 2,000. What interests you about the South? Both the games have a good chance at being uh, close finishes, you know, tight in the final couple of minutes here. Alabama, San Diego State, um, SDSU's defense, I think, is going to get Alabama into a little bit of a blender here. Uh, the Tide also play good defense. Uh, I, I think this game could well be decided under 70. Uh, Crimson Tide, it, you know, w- what will we get from Brandon Miller in this in this situation? He didn't score against Texas A&M Corpus Christi and then against uh, Maryland. Had a good game. He, he had 19 points and seven rebounds. Quinterly was was tremendous in that game, and they got, uh, they got some good stuff out of Betty Yako there. But San Diego State's a different kind of opponent. It has rated well um, for most of the season, but particularly in the past month, it's really turned it on. And, you know, they SDSU is probably a tricky scout for Bama in terms of you look at them and they've got Tramel, who's 5'10", Lamont Butler's a little undersized, Matt Bradley, you know, he can play. Like he's, he's almost like a... Uh, a college poor man's version of Charles Barkley. Like he's six, four, but can, but can, he can step out and shoot, can be a really good rebounder, um, stays on the floor, has tremendous, tremendous stamina, uh, but they're, they're not overload. Like Nathan Mensa is a big, but they're not, they're not overloading you with size, but they are pushing you back with their, with their toughness there. And I think that Bama is going to get a, get a good push. I'm going to take Alabama to win the game, but something about this one tells me that, uh, that the Aztecs are going to be able to, to keep it close and keep it low scoring because they've been able to do that a lot this season. Only one loss for this program, by the way, since we got to February for San Diego State, so it has also played well as of late. I take that into consideration. Um, Creighton-Princeton, it's just, it's just fun to have this game on the board, man. Fun to have a 15 again for a third straight year. These are blessed times we're living in. You know, Creighton... I barely saw any of the Baylor game because of what I was doing in Albany. I, I caught like a minute here, a minute there. Um, but from what I saw and, and just kind of checking in afterward, it was just, you know, they were in control of the game and Baylor's defense let it down like it did most of the season. And and so here we are. Um, but for Creighton to, you know, in getting to the Sweet 16, it's two wins, but it, it, it kind of brings some more validation to its preseason ranking as a top 10 team. Certainly if it gets to the Elite Eight, that will be uh, validated tangibly by being one of the eight team still still remaining here and it's favored to do so um it is going to be a, a lot for princeton princeton was able to dictate almost everything in the arizona game and the missouri game and those are two high scoring teams that were held to season lows or near season lows in those games doing it against creighton isn't going to be the same exact deal because creighton is way more stout defensively than arizona and missouri it's got more weapons. It's got 
better. It's it's got size, toughness, athleticism, NBA players uh, on the roster, and so I think this is a little a little bit tougher of an ask. And I will take I will take Creighton to win, um, but Princeton even getting to this point is 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 amazing stuff, and, uh, and I'm very very excited to watch that game. On Alabama San Diego State, you got two teams that are both ranked in the top five in the country and adjusted defensive efficiency. Alabama three, San Diego State five. So this is you know, two of the best defensive teams in the country. And Nate Oates will be coaching um, just a few days removed from Nick Saban, intentionally or unintentionally, taking a pretty solid shot at him. Did you see these quotes last night? I did. I did, yes. So Alabama had a defensive back named Tony Mitchell, got arrested in Florida. He was clocked at 141, had a whole bunch of weed in the car, gun in the car, like, you know, uh, a lot of stuff you're not supposed to do. And... Alabama suspended him while it gathered more information about the situation. That's an interesting approach. The Alabama football program decided, you know what? We're going to hold you out. We're going to suspend you until we can gather some more information about the situation. It's obviously not how the basketball program handled the Brandon Miller situation. Nick Saban's quote, everybody's got an opportunity to make choices and decisions. There's no such thing as being in the wrong place at the wrong time. There is cause and effect when you make choices and decisions that put you in bad situations, end quote. Did you interpret that as a uh, not-so-subtle shot at Nate Oates in the basketball program, or he just happened to use the same wrong place, wrong time choice of words, uh, but it was unintentional? Uh, Random, I just got a text like two minutes ago. Tobit Anderson is going to Iona, by the way, FDU's coach. So I'm sure that's out there on Twitter right now, Um, but, but yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, out. Said, it's out there. Okay, it's out there. Okay. So, yeah. um, so Tobin Anderson uh, to Iona, that was suspected, but uh, FDU is now looking for a coach and Iona has replaced Rick Pitino in less than 24 hours. As to your, as to your, uh, your question there, uh, they, I think that there was someone from, from Alabama on the football side, uh, communications said uh, that this was, this was not intentional. Of course they're going to say it was an intentional shot. It might not have been intentional, but I think if you're Nick Saban and you're living around that area and you've heard that phrase, uh, used in a critical manner, like on some sub, sort of subconscious level, it just creeps in, and it's it's a common phrase. So um, I don't think he did it to take a shot at, at Nate Oates, but obviously it's, it did stand out. Yes, it, it very much uh, stood out. And uh, even though it's on the football side, it's just yet another thing. You know, these are after effects of, of the things said and decisions made and not made about, uh, about Alabama uh, amid all this. And so, um, yeah, it just continues to, uh, to be the story that we knew it, it would be. And... We'll see how they play against against San Diego State. You know, uh, they looked really, really good through the first two two rounds, but uh, now is when when it, the competition becomes even tougher and the, and the and the lights get even brighter. So this will technically be Game Three of the Final Four and One. It is San Diego State Alabama, Crimson Tide minus seven and a half. I have to go opposite of you here. That's right. I have uh, I have San Diego State. Co- I have San Diego State covering here. You're going to make me go against my Aztecs? Yep. I don't get the root for my Aztecs? You can root for them, but you have to take Alabama per your own rules. Damn it. Got too many rules on myself, you know? Yep. I've handcuffed myself with too many rules. It's the story of my life. All right. I got to take Alabama minus seven and a half. But just know I believe in my Aztecs. I actually like it, it, it. Sincerely, I think Alabama wins the game. I think it's close. I think I, I, I would if I were free. If I were free to make my own decision here, I would take San Diego State plus the seven and a half. But uh, I'm not free to make my own decision, so it's Alabama minus seven and a half. Let's go to the Midwest uh, Regional. Yep. Five seed Miami, one seed Houston, three seed Xavier against the two seed Texas. That's Friday's doubleheader at the T-Mobile Center. In Kansas City, losers are done. Winners play Sunday. Houston's the favorite to come out of the South. I mean, to come out of the uh, Midwest at a uh, minus 120. Texas plus 210. Xavier plus 650. Miami plus 750. Miami's been the opposite Wait of this. Sec- yeah, right. Never mind. Okay. Technically, My- the third game was my and one. No. That was the third game nope. in the list. No, the and okay. one game is the and one game. Just making sure. 
The M1 game is always the M1 game. We're just doing them out of sure. order. All right. I'm just, I just wanted to be certain on this. All right. You, you have very specific rules chronologically. The third game on the board that was this, that was picked was that one, but we're going with San Diego State. I'm just making sure. Okay. It's a very confusing podcast. It's a very confusing podcast. Miami's been the opposite of computer trickers all year. They cannot, they can't. Co ACC champs. 27 and 7 in the Sweet 16, still 32nd at Kinpom. They started 42nd at Kinpom this season, dropped to 50th at one point, still only 32. I believe Princeton is the only team lower at Kinpom left in this NCAA tournament. Princeton down at 91. Opposite of computer trickers. How's that sitting with you? I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I think at some point it catches up with you. I mean, the Jalen Clark injury has got to matter at some point. And a game against the number one seed Houston Cougars seems like a place where this could. We we might look up at the end of this and say, if Miami would have had a healthy Jalen Clark, it could have turned out differently. You know? Yeah. I know. This is my new thing I'm going to do. Okay. I, 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 everyone's aware. The thing every is, you, time, need to do it, you need to do it on CBS Sports Network. Every right? time a team loses, no, no matter the team. Do it on television. <laughs> no matter the team. Every time a team loses, no matter the team. I'm just going to say, you know, if Xavier, like Xavier played hard and they were in it, man. They were in it to the final couple of minutes. And it's just hard not to think about like if Xavier would have had a healthy Jalen Clark, this could have been a different story. Yeah, And then we'll go straight to Miami Houston. And I'll be like, you know, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but if Miami would have had a healthy Jalen Clark, I could have seen this go down differently. Every, every team left is just a healthy Jalen Clark away. That's that actually might be true. (laughs) I think it is true. I I think think you're onto something. I think I am onto something. Everybody, everybody else out there is talking about what UCLA could maybe do with a healthy Jalen Clark. I take it a step further. I tell you what everybody could do with a healthy Jalen Clark. It's true. Um, I, did Houston did Houston get a little push from Auburn? And then are we going to look up and it's in the Final Four, having you know torn through this this regional? I'm not all the way there on that. I don't know. Miami was really impressed. Now here's the, so Miami, what was, it went on a 16 to one run to beat Drake. Like Drake almost had him. And then Miami got through that. It got a push from Indiana. That was, uh, I was there courtside in Albany. That was supremely impressive. What the hurricanes did to knock the Hoosiers out of the tournament. Uh, and they got it from everyone like Norchad Omir, Remember when we were unsure if he was going to play to start the tournament? Dude had 17 rebounds. He is a beast. The dude is a... Him against Jairus Walker in this game is going to be incredible. Incredible. And then the, the wings, Wong hit the, hit, the, hit the big three from deep to, to kind of to seal it. But Jordan Miller continues to be just awesome. Nigel Pack is, is a threat as well. Um, Wooga Poplar, come on, man. Best name left in the tournament, Wuga. Love it. They're real, man. They they can with Miami can win the game, no doubt. They this, I. What's the line here, GP? This isn't even a final four in one game, is it? I'm picking it anyway. What's our line? You don't have it, do you? Oh, I, I mean, I can get it right here. Um, it's uh, the Miami game, Houston minus mm-hmm. Houston minus seven. I picked this for the site. I think I took Miami to cover, and I will, I will go here. But I'll, t- I'll take Houston to win. Uh, yeah, don't sleep on this game. Uh, this Two very, very... They're dudes all over the floor in this matchup. And, uh, and Jim Laranaga is no, no joke. I'll have, a, I'll have a column up on Laranaga later on Tuesday on uh, it's, it's uh, What he's been able to do has been awesome. And the heart of the piece is basically, you know, the guy has, has been adaptive uh, across his whole career 
And like he gets some, he gets some credit for that, but I don't know if he gets all the credit he deserves. He has more, he has more wins at Miami than the program had in the tournament than the program had before he got there. It had four wins in the tournament in his history. Now he's got them to five. Uh, and now he's in the back-to-back sweet 16s has done a, where he's at nine tournament wins. I don't know. I got to fact check that number, but I do know this. He definitely has more wins at Miami than the program had before he got there in the NCAAs. And uh, it's really impressive what he's been able to do. I will take Houston. They're my national champion. In this regional, um, you've got like the guards are just terrific. Marcus Esser, Jamal Shed, Tremont Mark, um, Nigel Pack, Isaiah Wong, Marcus Carr, Tyrese Hunter, Serge Barry Rice, Sule Boom, Adam Kunkel. Like yeah. you got you got really good guards in in it for both teams, uh, for all four teams in both games. Um, sort of interesting. We could have a regional final between two coaches who were once fired for for scandals. Kelvin Sampson at Indiana, Sean Miller at Arizona, and we could get Kelvin Sampson against Sean Miller in the Elite Eight. Texas also as a university had to, you might have heard, fire a coach for um, off the court issues. So. Um, a lot of a lot of that stuff going on in this regional. Um, I also have Houston getting past Miami, but I won't be surprised if the Hurricanes are competitive. Ultimately, though, not having Jalen Clark is going to be a big issue for them. For the final four and one in this regional, we're going to pick Texas Xavier. Mm-hmm. It's Texas minus four. This is game four. This is technically game four. It's game four. I'm going Xavier. I had Xavier beating Texas in my bracket originally. Wonder if Xavier is going to buck the trend of three point shooting in this tournament. Thirty one point two percent collectively in the tournament from three. It's uh, it's the worst shooting performance in NCAA tournament history to this point since we've obviously had a three point line. So that's a little bit weird. Um, I, I'm blaming it entirely on the color of these basketballs. They're distracting to watch during the games. Do you agree, GP? I haven't They're, noticed the difference. Very strange shade of orange. Am I on an island here? Is that something that other people are talking about, or is this just I you? I don't know. If, I don't know if literally anyone else has noticed, but I can't help but notice. Yeah, the Wilson. Listen, I've got a Wilson basketball myself. I just I, I don't like the color of the basketball, and that's what I'm blaming it on. Who did you, you take know? here? Take Texas or Xavier? I'm taking Xavier. I'm taking Xavier straight up. I think they they uh, they shoot it well. Sean Miller gets uh, gets to get another elite eight, and I will I will. I will go with the Musketeers. This is my second favorite regional semi on the board. I think it's got a wonderful chance at being a wonderful game. Texas has had some really good three-point shooting performances as of late, and Rodney Terry's done an outstanding job. Um, between Marcus Carr, Sir Jabari Rice, uh, Dylan DeSue, they, they've had guys step up and have some really huge games, and that could be on the that could be on the table again here. What will benefit Xavier is this: they're not deep. Like Xavier had no legs left when it got run out of the building by Marquette in the Big East title game. You get some time to rest. They're going to get six full days. They play Penn State on Saturday. They don't play again until Friday night here. I don't know if I can trust Xavier if it wins here, and then and then Houston turning around waiting two days later. That might be a little bit too tough for X. But in this spot. Um, to me, it feels like a like a, co- uh, a coin flip toss up. I will go with the Musketeers to uh, to push on through and and win what I think really could be. It's got a great chance to be a thriller. Okay, so we picked five final four and one games. We have gone mm-hmm. through all four regionals. We will yes. update our final four picks before we get out of here. But first, oh, I want one more word from our partners. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Like how many Final Four teams you got left in your original bracket? Three. What about you? Three. Three as well. All right. What what three do you have? Houston. Yep. Alabama. Nope. 
and okay, this shouldn't be that hard. What is the other one? Did you not have Did UConn? You... Oh yeah, and UConn, Houston, Alabama, and UConn. Okay, I've got Houston, Creighton, Gonzaga. We both missed on Purdue. We both missed on Purdue, so we both got to pick a new East regional fact, farm. Hold on, as we do this, glad you brought this up. You know, we have a bracket games challenge. Let's check it out. How about your guy? Have I been surmounted there as well? There are more than uh, there's more than 2,500 of you that have joined this. I'm I'm 75th right now. I'm going to give a shout out right now to the to the folks here, the folks in the top seven. Nelson Albino. It's got Gonzaga winning it all. Nick. Ooh, that's a tough name. J-U-S-K-E-W-Y-C-Z. Nick J, that's what you're getting. Yeah. Houston winning it all. Austin Ratsky also has Houston winning it all. Jeff Halpin has Houston winning it all. Alex Crew has Texas. Zach Hatton has Gonzaga. And then seventh place, Emmett Siegel also has Houston. I'm told there will be prizes for the people that uh, that finish at the top. I don't know if that's top three. I don't know how any of that's working. Where am but I ranked right now? Where do you think I'm ranked right now? In, in order for you to find that out, uh, can I, sir? I don't think this is searchable. Um, I don't think I can find you here, GP. I think you need to go into the CBS Sports, uh, the, the actual, the Ion College basketball one. And then you got to, it'll show you where you stand. Can you bring that up? Do you have that? Do you have that I ability? Don't, I don't know how to do all this. All right. We'll just say that we'll just say you're 2000th right now. All right. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm ranked. I'm ranked 587th. Oh, you got it done. Okay. I'm in the, I'm in the top 600. 587. Well, you know, I'm, I'm 75. Just, I'm I know, sorry. but I'm in the top 600. You're doing well. I, I, I yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. I knew eventually the Jalen Clark injury was going to catch up with me. It did. It did. Unquestionably. So we both got to pick new winners of the East Regional. Who do you have winning the East Regional now? Hootie who? Hootie who? Florida Atlantic, FAU, Dusty May. Let's go. Owls swooping right out of the garden and down into Houston. 33-win team. They win a grinder against Tennessee. They go up against K-State. That that bench depth comes in huge. They they have a huge breakout shooting performance in a regional final in Madison Square Garden. They get it done in for what the sixth seventh time in the past seventeen years. We have yet another Cinderella type story in the final four, from George Mason to Butler to Wichita State, VCU, Loyola Chicago, FAU is the next group in line. Dusty May and the Owls are going to Houston. That's my pick. I've got Kansas State. Well, you sound thrilled. I am thrilled. <laughs> what, would be, what would be better than Kansas State? Jerome FAU. Dane? Okay, maybe FAU, sure. <laughs> but Jerome Tang in the Final Four in his first season as a Division One head coach? It'd be, it'd be something, man. It really would. Keontae Johnson? Helping a team Maybe get to the final time, four. Last time Kansas State made a final four was. I don't know either. I'm looking it up right now. Let's, I'm, I'm trivia timing both of us. I'm going to blindly say. I'll say Kansas State last made a final four in 63. What's your guess? It feels like a never. Uh, let's bring it up right now. I feel like they've made it. Kansas State final four 64. Give it to your boy. 1964. They made Who it 48, 51, 58 and 64. Oh, I do. I do remember that because in the Elite Eight, remember they were playing that team that had just lost Jalen Clark. I knew you were going to say that. I remember that 64. Shouts to Tex Winter. Shouts to Tex Winter. All right. So what's your championship game now? Mine's still the same as it was. Alabama, Houston. I have got Houston winning it. So my, yeah. Yeah. So you still have that on pace, which makes sense because Purdue is out and I had Purdue in the title game. I have I have Houston still winning it all. I have Houston over the Creighton Blue Jays in the national championship because <laughs> I took Creighton. I'm still sticking with it. Like I said, that's very much on the table. But yes, I have I have Creighton beating FAU on the left side of the bracket, and then I've got Houston beating Gonzaga. So I've got Houston over the Jays in the championship. Creighton, by the way, has never made an Elite Eight, so I've, I've got it breaking through that and then getting all the way to Monday night. 
And then you you ultimately think that on that Monday night against Houston, the loss of Jalen Clark will be too much. I think to it overcome. catches up to Creighton. I do. I eventually, do. eventually, and I think Greg McDermott would tell you this. Eventually, not having Jalen Clark is yeah. a problem for Creighton. They're yes. like one Jalen Clark away from I think doing the whole thing. Yeah. To to lose Mason Miller to a high ankle sprain and not have Jalen Clark on the same NCAA tournament. That's the type of thing that catches up with you eventually. I agree. How many HQ hits you got today? I, I, I'm not sure, actually. I'm not sure. Um, might be. I, I guess I might be interviewing Drew Timmy on HQ, though, for, uh, for tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that. Get him to cuss at you. I, should I try? I, I will have to run that by the bosses. But <laughs> if, they are clear, if they are clear with Timmy cussing on HQ, then maybe. That's become a thing, by the way. Oh, everybody, everybody's, cussing. everybody's cussing. Everybody's cussing. Everyone's just like, F it. <laughs> J- Jamie Erdahl handled it the best. Did you see Jamie's? I, I did, yeah. I mean, Jamie didn't cuss. Who cussed with Jamie? Uh, it was the FAU player. By the way, um, Nada, we're doing we're doing this live in, in real time on, on YouTube. Is that gonna be at the on the uh is that gonna be on the audio version, that montage I sent you? So people yes. will have actually heard that. Yeah, 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 that 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 montage that I completely spaced on doing at the beginning of the show. Yeah, that will be on the audio version. It will not be right, on so the video if, version. I apologize if, for that. If you've got to the end of this podcast, you heard uh, our HQ producers had this awesome uh, montage of first weekend stuff. And in that is the Erdal uh, is the Erdal clip with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think he, he, to know that he, yeah, he cusses and, and then he goes, oh, I'm sorry. And Jamie's like, it's it's fine. Um, it happens to all of us. We're on true TV. <laughs> We're on true TV was the funniest part. I, I know. Yeah, I think it was Janelle Davis that did that. But uh, no, it was it was awesome. And yeah, you, you had uh, Jamie. Jamie had an awesome weekend on the sideline. Yeah. She had the moment with Tobin Anderson where she like. Yes put her arm around them like it, it it just it was a nice visual i i think uh having you know having done some sideline reporting myself i felt like she was just trying to make sure like you're not leaving me we're, we're gonna we, i got my camera we're right here because it was a hectic yeah. scene but also it just made for a nice visual i thought she I, handled I that, agree i thought yeah. she handled that great and then um it's, no it's okay to it's okay to cuss we're on true tv also excellent and shaka gave her the milkshake and Shaka gave her a milkshake. It's a big weekend for Jamie. Big, big, big weekend. Yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been awesome. It's been an awesome tournament so far. Two days away, Sweet Sixteen coming right around the corner. I might see you in New York again. You might. You very well might. I'll be there Thursday night for uh for the garden party, and that'll start with MSUK State, and then uh, FAU Tennessee is after that, and. Uh, the other two are, are Vegas and UConn, Arkansas is the first tip. And then Gonzaga, UCLA is the second tip. Those games are on CBS. The Garden games are on TBS. I think that's a podcast. It's a podcast. We're good to go. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Hawk. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening, watching the Island College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. Over to Apple, five stars. Leave a nice review. There's more of us than there are of them. Needs to be reflected in the comments. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, do that, and we will talk to you again. I mean, who knows? But at the very latest, at the very latest, late Thursday night after Thursday's Sweet 16 games. Till then, take care. Explore the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system in the new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.